Welcome to the Superman Confidential Podcast, the podcast all about Clark Kent and Lois Lane. I'm Tom, your host, here with another collection of random, small, mostly minor news stories to get to, but I wanted to get out. Uh, maybe the big thing, Henry Cavill has been talking Superman a lot on his press tour for The Witcher. Again, this isn't really news, but it is almost news-related loosely, uh, more so than usual. So he he's done a lot of press tours since Justice League and Man of Steel and going, going back all the other ways. And a lot of times Superman comes up, he's always really talking uh, how he wants to do more Superman, how he's willing to do more Superman, how he's being patient, waiting till the time's right, you know, getting the approval, all of that stuff he's kind of talked about. Uh, so this isn't huge news or anything. I will say this does seem like more often than usual. Uh, he is talking Superman more than he, even more than he normally does, which he normally is very open to talking Superman and his interest in playing that more. So I don't, I'm not going to read into that or anything. Uh, I, ha I have a little speculation about it, but I don't think there's anything from this that makes it seem like him playing a, him having a solo Superman movie or anything like that in the near future seems likely. I don't see that the case. I think this is more the push for that. And whether that's Cavill or the press just trying to get, you know, here we're talking about The Witcher, but we can also get headlines for talking about Superman. I don't know. Uh, but he definitely seems very open to that. So I don't know if he's pushing that again or it just happens all the press to be talking about him. Uh, but it's interesting. And he's gone, talked about everything from, from the red briefs on the outside of his suit, if he'd be willing to do that, which he would, uh, even though he said he loves his Man of Steel costume, but he's open to that, to talking about the anti-life equation, which is the first time he's really talked about anything about Zack Snyder's future plans post-Justice League. So I don't think there's anything, if I had to guess uh, what this is, speculate what this is, uh, my first guess would be nothing. My second guess would be Cavill knows as well as anybody that the script for the J.J. Abrams, Ta-Nehisi Coates reboot is due, was due in mid-December, which means WB execs should have that now, which just gives me a picture of a handful of WB execs on a beach somewhere on their holiday vacation sipping cocktails and skimming a Superman draft. And that is how the next decade of Superman movie franchise is going to be decided. Boy, I hope I am wrong there. Uh, but that is just the visual I get. I think as, as Superman fans, we're kind of trained to thinking uh, for the worst because WB has kind of guessed wrong a, a long time when it comes to the Superman movie franchise. And, and I've gotten into that before. I won't get into that much more now. But I think with that script being due mid-December, Cavill knows this is kind of his last ditch effort for a Superman movie franchise. Now, that doesn't mean he won't ever appear if that if the, the reboot script moves forward and gets greenlit. That doesn't mean Cavill will definitely never appear as Superman again. As we know, with, with Michael Keaton, with Brandon Routh, with all these other things, with all that's going on in the multiverse, with all that's going on everywhere, things are possible for him to appear again in some capacity you know even post post the reboot or or during the reboot in a different way i think those things are possible but 
the likelihood of a Henry Cavill-led solo Superman franchise going forward would go down, the chances of that would go down to almost zero if the reboot gets greenlit. I, th- I think that that's just the sad reality of it if you're a Henry Cavill fan, and that's the, the harsh reality from a business perspective. I don't see any way that they... Again, with Ghostbusters, anything like that, anything's possible down the line, several years down the line or anything like that. But if this movie gets greenlit, then the next three years, they're not going to do anything else. And so at best case scenario for Cavill is three years from now, it it's received, I don't know, like Ghostbusters 2016 was, and then there's a Ghostbusters Afterlife. I don't know anything about Ghostbusters, so I'm just trying to think of similar comparisons in movie industry. But it just seems like this is his last ditch effort to get fan support, to get press support. Um, I think it largely works because I think people like Henry Cavill, uh, even if whether they like the movies he's been in or not, I think they like him as an actor and his ability to, to play the role. Um, so like I said, this is very well could be his last ditch effort. And in moving forward, he, if they green light that, I don't expect him to be talking much about Superman. And if they don't, then I think the door opens for a, solo Superman film starring Henry Cavill. Uh, Matthew Vaughn has been talking about wanting to do that again recently. Other, so many directors. I still can't believe that they passed on Christopher McQuarrie. I don't... His pitch had to be so awful for them to have passed on that and then offered it to James Gunn blindly. I don't know. I don't know how things like that happen. But a lot of directors, a lot of talented people want to... are willing to, to do that. So Again, I think the likelihood is the reboot is moving forward. I think they're not paying J.J. Abrams all that money to not make movies, although that kind of seems like what he's done so far in his first two years. Uh, I don't know if he's had any produced movies made for Warner Brothers yet. Um, so I think they're going to, you know, their their money is more in the J.J. Abrams court than it is in the Henry Cavill court. So I think the, the odds are stacked against this happening uh, whether it's right or wrong and again we know nothing about the the reboot you know it could be awesome it could be the worst thing to, to happen to superman i don't know I, we don't know anything about it we've gotten almost zero information so it, we can't judge that but we do know what henry cavill has done with the role and what he wants to do with the role going forward um so we don't know the other minor thing about this is if he's talking about superman this much i think he would not be replaced going forward in the universe we've talked about the the flash movie is that going to erase henry cavill's superman from from the universe i don't think by now that movie is filmed if that was going to happen i don't think he would be talking about superman this this openly uh again anything can happen multiverse alternate timelines executive changes being the big thing there uh but speaking of the flash michael shannon and angie trow are apparently going to return in that movie so Shannon played General Zod in Man of Steel, and he, and he played General Zod's corpse in Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Angie Trow played Veora in Man of Steel. I've got to say, how WB is it to have this news come out in a random Warner Brothers UK article that is previewing 2022 movies for WB? Like, that's so weird. I know there's secret... Like, how, how terrible is that marketing-wise? I know there's wanting to keep secrets for films and wanting to keep surprises. I, I just can't imagine you think, let's not 
announced we've signed Michael Shannon and Andrew Trout back for the film. And let's not share a set photo. To, it's a surprise and drum up pipe. Let's throw this as kind of a line item at the bottom of an article about our 2022 movies and just th- leave them in the cast list and have people discover it on their own. It's so weird. And I know Man of Steel is somewhat divisive, but those two and Michael, Sh- I think, I think Feywar is probably the coolest, straight up coolest Superman villain there's been in a movie. She's evil. She's cool. She, she, she wants to destroy people. So she's not cool as a, as a character, but she's cool as a villain uh, that I liked about her. And Michael Shannon is probably one of DC's most like, as General Zod is one of DC's most like movie villains ever. I mean, the modern era post, post uh, Heath Ledger, if we call that the modern era, Bane, there's Zod, and then who else? Uh, I haven't seen their recent movies, so I don't know, but I think people like the Aquaman villains. Uh, who else? I think Zod might be one of their biggest, most well-liked villains, and they just throw it away like this. Uh, that's a side note. Um, but what does that tell us about this movie and more importantly Superman's future in the DCEU as as it is obviously we're just speculating here because we have no idea uh I will say they are listed fifth and sixth in the cast list and it's it's tough to solve that's exactly right because there's a Michael Keaton before them and behind them but you have to think that means they'd have a pretty big role so I don't think they'll be the main villains but I think they could be the main antagonist for much of the movie uh, maybe there's, we know it's dealing with some combination of multiverse and alternate timelines. So maybe Barry travels to an earth where they're the bad guys or, or do they, they do the thing and do they go back to Man of Steel, the the Man of Steel timeline and intercede somehow. Maybe Barry screws up and wipes Superman from existence or, and then he, and there's, there's, there's Michael Keaton as Batman. There's a Supergirl in this that we don't know. Do they have to to team up and and stop them from Man of Steel? I can't imagine they would do that. I don't. I, that's like the instinct again from Superman fans being trained for the worst. So they go back and pretend that Man of Steel never happened. There's no Superman in this universe. Uh, Supergirl takes a role or or whatever they do. I think that's the the fear from a lot of Superman fans, and I I get that because it looks like. Michael Keaton is going to be replacing Ben Affleck as the Bruce Wayne of this universe. And again, that's speculation. Do they, they also aren't sure about Henry Cavill. So they just wipe that out and erase that boy. That would be, that would be disappointing, but I can't imagine they would bring back the man of steel villains to do that. Cause you got to think you're going to want people who this is going to include people who like man of steel, right? Who like Zod and like Feora and are fans of that universe who've been fans from the beginning. So to wipe out the film that started it all, oh, that that kind of does sound like a WB thing to do. But I can't imagine they would be that um, foolish to do that. I, I can't. I know that that was my first instinct, but I, I can't imagine they would really do that. Would they? Would they do that? Um, I don't know. This this film is definitely going to be a film that I will. I don't know if I'll see. I'll probably. Uh, something I'll read leaks and spoilers and probably, you know, wait till it's out and read full plot synopses or, or ask friends or or something like that. Ask someone who's seen it because 
I don't think if if Superman's erased or if they do something like that, I'm not going to see it. Uh, I'm not going to pay money to see this film. So if Cavill cameos and, and all is right in the world, then yeah, I'll pro- I'll, I'll check it out because right now my my stance on DC films is is Clark Kent in it. Then I, if yes, I will see it. If no, I won't. So I can't imagine they would do that. But this film ha- does have a lot to do. You would think they would want it to be something that uh, brings the incredibly split DC fan base. Try to bring that together. Uh, it would be tough. It's, it's, a, it's a long order because fans are split anyway, right? You know, there's a certain fans who won't watch anything not by Snyder, who won't watch anything not connected to the CW movie, to CW shows, or who you know, have all have all their different biases and preconceived notions or don't like the tone or or like the tone that's going some way or who are already out of this universe from Batman v Superman and just won't watch anything DC again or anything like that. So it's it's tough to bring it together, but you'd think they'd want it to be a celebration. Uh, obviously, they want it to be a Flash movie, but sorry, Flash, you're not quite big enough to have an eight season t- uh, and also a solo film series at the same time, I don't think. That's why you need to bring in Michael Keaton and, and other characters, at least in supporting roles, to to get the general audience there. So I think you could try to bring, if you included the Man of Steel characters in a fun way, you could bring in the Man of Steel fan base. The the some most of the Snyder fan, fan base would be interested in that. If you if you do that respectfully, if you're bringing in Michael Keaton, you can bring in old school fans and, and new school fans who have been fans of that character for a long time, and that version. If you have Henry Cavill still be Superman, you're gonna have Henry Cavill fans. If you throw in a Grant Gustin cameo to appease the CW fans, I think you could juggle all those things and do it well. I think it's going to be tough to please everyone, but I think they could could do that. I think that's what they should be aiming for. But the they also need this to be a Flash movie, and they need to do something to reestablish the timeline if they are replacing Ben Affleck, and if they're who knows what they're doing with Henry Cavill. So. I don't know. It's a it's a lot to digest. Um, and the, and the, to bring this back to what are Zod and Feora doing there? Could they be from Keaton's Earth? Is that the? Is there a Superman there? Uh, is Nicolas Cage the Superman there? But he is unable to fight back somehow. Or what is this? The thing that I personally am not interested in seeing Superman villains fight other characters. So I'm not interested in seeing Zod and Feora against Flash or Supergirl or. Batman or anything like that. So I want to see that them fight Superman. If that's not going to happen, the thing that interests me the most, that would be the coolest to me, is if this was some kind of alternate reality where there isn't a Superman. Barry accidentally goes to that alternate Earth. Maybe that's Keaton's Earth. Maybe it's not. But there's no Superman there. So when Zad Zad and Feora came to Earth, there was no Superman, so they needed to... (laughs) that universe is in shambles and Barry has to get away from it. That would probably be the best way to do that creatively. And not that I expect anybody involved with this movie to have read late eighties comics, but that kind of sounds like the Supergirl saga from the end of John Burns run where there's a, a pocket universe. Superman goes there and basically everything is terrible. Lex Luthor's trying to save the day. Zod and Zayora are among the, they basically wiped out the, the destroyed everything there wasn't a Superman that sounds and then if you do that and then they come back and Superman's there and everything's fine maybe that that could be done well there are ways to do this well but I am very wary about it uh and ultimately my question is what's going on with with Clark Kent Superman and Lois Lane after 
the end of this movie. Is there going to be one in this universe? Is there going to be one, but they're going to put a twist on it? So, like, they presumably don't want two prime Batman movie franchises going on at the same time with Robert Pattinson and recasting with Ben Affleck or someone else. They're going with Michael Keaton, who is probably going to play an older, semi-retired version. Again, speculation here. Do you do that? Do you have an older Superman who is retired, uh, partially retired, you know, Brandon Routh or Nicolas Cage or something like that? Something ridiculous like that. I don't know. Um, but I'm very apprehensive about this film, and that kind of stinks because it should be a celebration. I know a lot of fans are apprehensive about it. Well, I'll just, you know, this is something I will wait and see probably find out what actually happens in the movie before I decide if I want to see it, uh, which is saying a lot considering how much I've talked about it so far. Uh, along those lines, Brandon Routh wants to return to Superman. This was a bit of a clickbaity headline. You know, it said he's talked about wanting to do a Kingdom Come Superman, which is not exactly what he said, at least in the, the articles I've seen. But again, this is something he's wanted since 2006, uh, I would say. Get in line. I know a lot of fans want to, you know, in a perfect world, I would love to see a, a Brandon Routh miniseries or something like that where he plays Superman and we explore a sequel to Superman Returns in that way. I think you could do a lot cool with that. Again, if you put out uh, something out there, it's just going to be competing. You know, there's already Superman and Lois, whatever's going on with, on the movie side. Anything, it's just going to dilute the fan base and uh, the potential fan base for any Superman project. So as much as I'd like to see him, I don't think that's a great idea. Unless you get to the point where there was a movie franchise going on and uh, an established Superman who's had a few movies and, and has a big fan base. And then you bring in Rin and Ralph from an alternate reality and team them up. That's obviously something that could be really cool and would be a great way to do it. But yeah, I don't I don't see the way that can work right now. On to Super Pets. It sounds like John Krasinski is going to play Clark Kent, Superman, in the Super Pets movie. Uh, sounds like it because we actually heard it. And he announced that he would be playing. I know him from The Office as Jim on The Office. I really like him in that role. He's good in Jack Ryan, too. I know he's done some other stuff. And he's done some directing, like A Quiet Place and all that. I think he actually kind of is a good choice for the role. He's he's funny. And he you can see a little bit of that Clark Kent earnestness in some of the roles he's had. So I think that's cool. And he's a pretty big name. So hopefully he's got a somewhat decent role. I think that's cool. I think that's a that's not a bad choice. The trailer is also out there now, the first trailer for the DC League of Super Pets. The movie's coming in May. It looks fun. It looks cute. It looks lighthearted. I think the animation looks pretty good. I liked that it started with Clark Kent sleeping and <laughs> Crypto trying to wake him up to play. I think that's fun. They're going to have a friendship there. I think it looks... Like what you would want. If they were going to do a, a Super Pets movie, I think it. this trailer does about everything you could want from that. So I, I don't have high expectations or anything, but I think it's a. it looks cool. It looks fun. I'm looking forward to checking it out. It looks like Lex Luthor is going to be the villain. Uh, this may surprise some of you, but I remember when Lex Luthor was actually a Superman villain. We've seen him take on Supergirl and Batman and now Crypto in recent years, but I remember when Lex was once a Superman villain. I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of not. Uh, I hope there's more to it other than than whatever's going on there. Lex Luthor defeats the Justice League, and then the pets have to save the day. I, I get why they'd want to do that. But yeah, I'm not going to get too bent out of shape about this until I see more about it, but it does look fun. It looks cute. I think this 
has a chance to be a, a breakout hit. I don't know. It's always tough to predict the animated stuff, but look at something like uh, The Secret Life of, P- Life of Pets, which have been have made a lot of money, those movies. And, and something like this, I think, has that potential as well. But it's, it's really tough to say. And the DC brand, does the DC brand being on it help it or hurt it at this point? Uh, pretty brings a lot of varied opinions depending on who you talk to these days especially when it comes to me but it, it it looks it looks definitely something i'm looking forward to and this one i will definitely see lastly the injustice movie uh, i i'm not going to do a full review of the injustice animated movie that came out in october i think it was um yeah i'm not going to do a full review or breakdown i'll give my thoughts on the movie and injustice as a whole uh, as for the movie i thought it was not great. I think it had good animation, good action, good fighting, but it, it seems like they tried to shove the the whole five-year comic storyline and the game into one movie, which is fine because I don't, I don't want more of these, but I think it, it really feels rushed and doesn't feel developed uh, as well as it could be. And, and this is something I've seen from a lot of people who are big fans of the animated movies usually not liking this, so I don't think I'm alone. Setting aside my thoughts on evil Superman and all that, there are some interesting themes and ideas you could do with a story like that, with a story like Superman has been through the things he's been through, and addressing where is the line? When should he get involved? When should he do that? There are some unique things to look at. Should he? Should Superman get involved politically? What if, what if there's a, a dictator and he could go in and stop that, and that dictator is committing atrocities to people, he could stop that. Should he? Uh, where does the line stop? And if he does that, what is the reaction to that? There are a lot of interesting themes you could do in Injustice Story. This movie doesn't really address any of them. And so it, it it's a fast forward. It feels like it's on fast forward. And it's let's get to action scenes from one to the other. Uh, in terms of things it does well, it's a... I get the allure of... And having an entire DC universe in one story. So they can kind of pick and choose every character they want, fit in everybody. Let's have big worldwide ramifications dealing with the main characters. I get the allure of that. And I think this does it pretty well from that standpoint in terms of uh, at least showing a lot of characters, even if all of them aren't developed and, and well used and some of them are, are just kind of there to be there. But there are fun things you can do. Uh, Green Arrow and Harley Quinn spending time together, you know, spending time together, like, let's throw them together, sure. Things like that I think you can have fun with, and and they somewhat take advantage of that in this movie, but again, I think it's just really rushed, and uh, if you like the action, you might, if you like the animated action from these movies, you might like it a lot more than I do. I, um, that wasn't a huge draw for me, but there is a lot of action and seeing different heroes and power sets and all that kind of thing, mixing and, and matching, but I, can't talk about injustice without talking about the larger scope of injustice and my frustration with injustice just being the influence it's had on superman mythology as a whole in the last decade and it didn't start with injustice but injustice is kind of the first major version of that of let's have superman but evil more or less uh the movie tries to tell you maybe he's not evil or the comic sometimes tries to tell you that Uh, but without getting into that um for me the movie and the story opens up with obviously horrible things happening to Superman, but him shoving his hand through the chest of a defenseless man. And 
at that point, he's just not Superman to me. Now, there's the point of Batman being Joker, and the Joker has just killed millions of people. So it's not as black and white as that. But that, and then progressively going into, really quickly going into, I'm going to take over the world. It's just something we've seen a lot. It's influenced Superman mythology a lot, and that's disappointing to me in that there are, if you look at the three biggest projects of 2021, for example, whatever order you want to rank them in, they're probably, in in all of Superman media, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Superman and Lois, and this Injustice movie. And all three of those things go with the trope of dead Lois and evil Superman. Almost like DC's goal has been to rewrite that beautiful first page of All-Star Superman, where Grant Morrison recaps the Superman origin in four panels. Doomed planet, desperate scientists, last hope, kindly couple. That is a beautiful origin, all you need in All-Star Superman. It seems like DC wants to add to that two more panels, which is dead Lois, evil Superman. That seems like kind of the goal. And so it's influenced. My problem isn't Injustice, because when Injustice came out, I, I thought it was a neat idea. It's it's ridiculous. It's a let's have characters not act like our characters so our superheroes can go punchy-punchy with each other in a video game. That's kind of the gimmick. And the, and the comic book series apparently tries to address that. But I don't think it... Ultimately, at the end of the day, let's have our characters not act like our characters so they can punch each other. And so seeing... Most of my favorite characters dead in the opening scene of a movie and my favorite character act like nothing like my favorite character is not going to be a huge draw to me. But as a one-off, whatever, uh, the Injustice video game, okay, I don't care. We've got got this Man of Steel and the Superman franchise coming out here that is going to be, we're going to have Superman movies left and right for years and years. If they throw in a video game where he's evil just to make everybody fight each other, who cares? Let's have fun with it and see what happens. That's kind of my thoughts initially on Injustice, but you see it more and more seeping into Superman mythology as a whole, where it seems like every iteration needs to address the fact of will Lois die, which is just what a thing to do for her character. Um, the most important part of Lois is if she will live or die to have her, her love interest snap and, and be something else. Okay. I, th- I think that's a disservice to Lois Lane and portraying Clark Kent as this character who's on the edge of he's either going to save the world or destroy it, depending on other factors that have nothing to do with anything. Um, yeah, that's disappointing. Uh, and, and again, that it seeps so much into mythology to where most stories at least have to address the fact of, well, is he going to kill us all or is he going to be a good guy? is frustrating. It's frustrating. It's it's weird to see the character on the edge. I don't think the character would be on the edge like that. I don't think that is someone that Lois Lane would love that Jonathan and Martha Kent raised to to be so easily flippable. And again, in Justice, he goes through horrible things, uh, right? Like just obscenely horrible things. So I don't want to undermine that. But it's frustrating that it has such a huge influence on Superman that it's it's going to be throughout there. I think it is interesting as a one-time premise, and I'm kind of done with it and ready to move on. But unfortunately, it's an ongoing thing. And it seems like it's here to stay for the foreseeable future is address this. And I've had my fill of that. I, I want to see Superman as Superman, borderline, or, or thinking he's saving the Earth while not. So again, those themes, I think, have been done 
before differently. Something like Superman Peace on Earth will address the fact of Superman trying to solve world hunger, but then going ahead and, and butting heads with a dictator. And, and does he feed those people? Or does he leave the food with a dictator where who will not give them the food? Or does he personally give them the food and then the dictator will uh, attack them for taking that after Superman eventually leaves? All of those things can be interesting th- themes if done well, but I don't see Injustice, the movie or the video game, doing those particularly well. And it's just, you can deal with those themes with a traditional Superman like Superman Peace on Earth or, or some other things. And so and I know there's that's a lot of random thoughts out there about injustice and my frustration with its influence, especially when you see something, you know, recently where Grant Morrison talked about how Dan DiDio wanted him to maybe we're we're going to push Superman into more of a authoritarian, more of an injustice like Superman in the main comic book DC universe. Uh and luckily Grant Morrison stepped in and made Superman in the authority, which I haven't read yet. Grant Morrison felt forced to do Superman in the authority to save Superman. And again, that's partially the injustice influence in there. I get the short-term benefits of Superman evil that will sell some video games that might sell some movies. Once you've got the injustice brand and all that long-term, what does that do to the Superman character? It's influence, all of that. Speaking of which, some spoilers for the movie. The last thing I will touch on, the spoilers at the end, um, there is the alternate Earth Superman that would arrive. Again, my frustrations with the, the multiverse. If this had been a Superman, we would know. The the Superman from Superman Man of Tomorrow or one of the other animated movies, anything like that, that would have had more meaning. Instead, it just showed up, and I'm like, are you supposed to be... How do we know you're a good guy? How do we know you're not worse than Injustice? So it kind of fell flat. I know he had the briefs on and he had the theme, a cool theme, which I will say is really cool. Robert Hall composed this and he brought back his theme from Superman Doomsday and Superman versus the Elite, I think. That's cool that this alternate Superman showed up, but he didn't save the day. And again, I don't see the the point of this if you're going to have the multiverse. I don't, we don't know anything about this guy. He might be worse than Injustice Superman or, or anything like that. And then just because his, he has his briefs on the outside, are we supposed to think he's he's a good guy? And he would not be the case. What if he what if he comes over and sees what Injustice Superman has been through and says, "Wow, that stinks. I'm going to join you and help you." And really, uh, we can really do stuff together after everything you've been through. So I, it just falls flat. That's part of that's the movie's fault, and part of it is DC shoehorning the multiverse into everything. And I know it's there in the Injustice game, but here it, it just feels tacked on and and it's hollow uh, the multiverse can really feel hollow when you use it like this or uh, like just having characters do random things because they're from an alternate earth so who cares that, that all rings hollow um, but yeah that's it for injustice not a huge thing um, I think soon I will I'll do an episode looking back on 2021 and looking forward to 2022 but that is all I have for today thanks for listening and I'll be back soon